Welcome to Dreams X Trash. Hey, I'm Oscar, co-host of Dreams X Trash, Kenyan living and working in Japan with dreams of being more than an unknown writer. And I'm Jason, fellow co-host of Dreams X Trash, Kenyan living in Japan and tech and art enthusiast. And Jason, what do we do here? Well, Dreams X Trash is a podcast hosted by us, two Kenyans living in Japan. We have lived in Japan for a combined period of six years, six years, and English teachers. Jesus is right. The conversations are a parasocial look at Japanese, Kenyan culture, society, history, philosophy, and a lot of bullshit that swirls around in our lives. I agree with that. And these conversations are a journey of us attempting to make sense of our lives, the world around us, and us trying to make something of what little knowledge we have. And we do have very little knowledge. And that journey starts right now. Hey, 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 Jason, another week, another podcast. How are you doing? Hey, 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 I am <laughs> doing all right. How are you doing? <laughs> you're still in my lines, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're still in my energy. I've always had rock this energy. Come on. Usual, just another week, work, family. A nice Monday. Getting colder and colder. That is true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, today was actually really, really nice. It's been really warm today, but it's yeah, it's 5.30 p.m. and it's dark, Jason. It's night. It's night time. <laughs> you know, we've sort of adapted to that, you know, for the people I who haven't. are back at Kenya. I and I haven't. I, I guess, crazy. no, maybe adapted is the wrong word. We've accepted it, is what I mean. <laughs> uh, for people back at home, it starts getting dark at 4 p.m., you know? Like 4 yep, p.m. Yep. looks basically like 6 p.m. now. And sometimes when, when it's completely dark, you're just like, oh, it's like 7 p.m., 8 p.m. It's like, nope, now it's not. It's actually 5.30 going to 6. Yep, yep, yep. And you're like, oh, wow, winter is a real thing over here, you know? It's, can you imagine living in Norway, those Scandinavian countries? Where you see the sun for like... For six months? Yeah, you see the sun for like five hours, three hours a day. Nah, I can't live there, man. I can't, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I wonder what kind of like, because winter depression or seasonal depression is what they call it, right? Yep, yep, yep. Not many people know about it, but you're much you more know, likely to this, become depressed. That's like a specific kind of depression that happens to people during the winter because of the lack of sunlight. This is a theory that I have. Lack of this contact. I have. Mm-hmm. I I believe that Homo sapiens were never ever supposed to know what snow is. We were never supposed to know what snow is. We were never that, supposed to you know think what that's winter a, is. Did you think that's a bit radical? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. okay. And I accept my radical nature. Because think about it. We left the comforts of Africa. Not okay, not we, but the people, our, our ancestors who did leave. They left the comforts of Africa to go to a place where it's so cold that they choose to kill themselves instead of braving the cold. <laughs> it's like you get so depressed you'd rather just die and be alive <laughs> because of the goddamn weather mm. yeah we're not supposed to we're not supposed to see that winter man we're not supposed to know what winter is well we don't we were never we, we let go of our fur a long time ago so mm. that already tells you a lot about what kind of uh, environments that our bodies over generations multiple generations have evolved to handle in terms of temperature yes. right exactly exactly but that being said, I I, I I would say I would say that because human beings can adapt pretty well to almost any environment, mm. I think it's prolonged winter that is the real problem. When when winter for too long, that's when we start to see like starts to f- affect our psychic, and then the social mm-hmm. elements. Mm-hmm. It's winter for so long everywhere. How long is winter typically? What five, four, six months? It feels four, very long months. sometimes, now. Yeah, it does. It is long. It is long. But still, I mean, you have to experience that. Well, once a year, four four months out of every year, you have to go through that, you know. Mm. Yeah, and anyway, that's for us here in Japan. I don't know what it's like over there in Scandinavia. Enough about the weather. You know, another weather podcast. 
what's it in the what's happening in the podcast news what do we have for this week podcast new we are finally settled on a date for the anniversary episode it's gonna be amazing we have a big big surprise for listeners yep amen they just have to wait and find out it's gonna be wonderful wonderful and mm-hmm. gratitude of the week Gratitude of the week goes out to JR, JR in Nagasaki. It's actually the second time we're throwing out a big shout out to JR, but he sent us a very wonderful message after I listened to the last episode. It was really beautiful of you, JR. We really, we really appreciate you. Thank you for always catching up with the podcast when you have time. Thank you, JR. Thank you for everything. And I think we should jump right into it. What is the trending yeah. topic? The trending topic of the week is a clip from the Joe Rogan experience where he's speaking to our favorite, favorite Navy SEAL. Ex-Navy Joko, SEAL. Joko, ex-Navy SEAL. Well, once a Navy SEAL, always a Navy SEAL. Okay, I assume okay. That's they, I assume <laughs> that's what they say. I don't know, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, join with. <laughs> His guest was Joko Willink. <laughs> But it's it's not even just about them; it's about what they're talking about, right? Like the whole. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so the what they were talking about is, uh, they were talking about the tennister, the Chinese tennister Peng Shui, who 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 accused a politician, a Chinese government official, of sexually assaulting her. And yep. So Jason, and and, you and, clip. and she disappeared. Mm. She disappeared for. Did, quite a bit of time i think it was a couple a week or so a week longer than a week you know and she just posts a document on her social media saying hey guys i'm okay if you want to post anything please run it through my media people i'm totally fine (laughs) like i'm you have to read the, the 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 actual post itself because I'm paraphrasing and it, it just it, it feels like she's really focusing on like I'm okay I'm okay it's very suspicious let's just say that very suspicious and what I wanted to ask you is that have we all just accepted that China can just ghost people now and just kidnap people and we're all okay with it mm, we have accepted I don't know it's, it's not us it's not us anyway I, I, I mean, is it true? I recently heard that China is now the number one economy. Is that true? I think, okay. Number one, number two, right? One of the two. Wait, wait, wait. I think, it, let me just, con- I'm checking online right now. Uh, As in is China, 2020 stats or 2021 stats or what? 2021. Ah, okay. Uh, okay, so, okay, so right now, okay, America is still number one. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Wait, this is, wait, I can't, I'm not actually getting the number. China is the okay. So China is the world's largest manufacturing economy and exporter of goods. Are we talking about we gross said, revenue, like gross GDP? Yes. Okay. Wait. Wait. Let me confirm that. I think okay. America is still number one. China is number two, but it's a very small percentage. I mean, China is closing the gap very fast. Anyway, I think China has reached that place. Think about this. Uh, so in the past, America could have the power to come into your country and kidnap in quotes someone they believed was a th- terrorist threat right i think they can still do that now yes they can still do that now for right? the third world and countries no one but an eye i mean we mean a few you know what what do they call them activists will say something about it but it's like it will just vanish in the media right mm-hmm. and right now china is taking that status like we can do whatever the hell we want to do let those activists activists make all the noise they want to make but china's you know, the it's the audacity it's 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 the execution of the way they ghost some people like even the status of the people that they ghost right remember how what they did to jack ma i i actually don't know much about that i don't i don't remember that he vanished for a while but i don't know exactly for months he actually vanished for months (laughs) but here's the thing right he was he was charged with so many conspiracy charges and he was confined to his mansion he was confined to a hotel at first he ran to Hong Kong. He was confined. They found mm. him there. And they confined him there. Then he was mm. brought back to the mo- uh, mainland. That's where he he was quiet for like a bunch of months. Mm. Then he came out and said that he was retiring. Like, not to point any fingers, but we all know like the amount of government harassment right there. And you know Jack Ma, like, 
in the Western equivalent is basically like Je- Jeff Bezos, right? Or like he's an Elon Musk type figure in terms of stature, you know, because of um, CEO and co-creator, co-founder of what's it called? Alibaba. 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 Mm. So he's massive, massive, massive. So to make a guy like that disappear, you know, he's rolling in billions of, of dollars. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? All the money you have doesn't compare to the money a government like China has. It means nothing, right? This is the government, not one person and his company. No matter how big your company is, it can't have the reach that the Chinese government has. Right? It's, it's... And right now, we're speaking, think about this, Jason. We're speaking about individuals, Peng Shui, Jack Ma. But think about this. China is making an entire group of people vanish. What are the, the Uyghur Muslims? It's actually... There's a genocide <laughs> happening, and yes. no one is saying anything about yes, it. Yes, so who yes, cares yes. about Peng Shui? Who cares about? I didn't. I, I didn't even know that woman existed until I saw in the news a few weeks ago. It's like who the fuck is she? One hundred yen. <laughs> but anyway, like who is she? Who is she? But they they're like millions or at least hundreds of thousands of people who are literally vanishing, Jason. And it's like eradicating yeah, yeah. a tribe of people and like. That's nothing but fu- a fucking another hundred yen. A, a tennis player vanishes and we're going crazy. I honestly, I really don't care. I don't care about Peng Shui. I really don't care. They're putting all those people in the internment camps. Internment camps so huge. We haven't seen mass incarceration like that since the, what the Jews were put through during World mm-hmm. War Two. Yeah, so it's like Peng Shui, you know, it's like he was put, maybe she was put up in a hotel. Maybe someone put a gun to her head and said, you know, like write this letter, say everything is fine. But she's fine. She left the hotel she's living her life maybe she's a bit scared right now but all in all she is fine i assume so i assume so i'm not saying this is a fact but jason a people a people people are being sterilized jason but some people are dying china china is all doing this like china is all doing this it's it's, china it's is it, doing it, i this. think it's really really crazy that they can do the, the actions and events that they're performing like the level then, in which then, some of these actions have been performed sure a government can do it but yes, most yes. most importantly it was always like the social scrutiny social scrutiny and the diplomatic consequences of mm-hmm. actions of your government right mm-hmm. the america u.s we know u.s government can do all of this shit right they can make it on mass disappear they can kill we we know they have cia does like assassination jobs and all that you know this right they've been doing it for like 100 like 100 years or since the foundation of the organization but if it ever gets out there's that transparency if it does get out they will be disbanded as a institution they will be dismantled i don't by think so other they'll be dismantled by other hands of the government or socially mm-hmm. dismantled like there'll be such a huge outcry if it was ever made public like they went after just a normal individual granted a rich individual like elon musk or jeff Bezos, but it would still be like oh they they really tried to kill one of our own citizens or they really did these kinds of things to one of our own citizens it would be a complete uh, think about shit this Jason. think about this think about this america sends out drones to yemen kills innocent people and kids and that's yeah, not yeah, even yeah. in american yeah. newspapers it's not even in american newspapers it's like it did happen it did happen that did happen but that's so but that's like, but that's the spinning of like oh that these people were terrorists you know you know they all uh, no, no, that no. Spin. no no they don't they actually didn't make that spin they call it collateral damage and that's fine right yep that's true and now here's the thing this is why i prefer the chinese way of doing these things it's like hey this is what china is China is a bad guy who says, you know what, I'm okay being bad. That's who I am. I'm a bad guy. That's right. That's the Chinese way. They're not going to pretend like we're good guys, you know, we're making the world better. No, 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 no. You you mess with us, we'll mess with you. That's how China That's how China speaks, if China was a person, right? If America was a person, it would be like, I'm a nice guy, everything is chill, but he will stab you behind the back. I, I'd like to say, just to play devil's advocate, Part of the problem also is that there's no easy solution to dealing with China. There is no easy, there is no easy solution to dealing with any country. No, any no, no, country. no, no, no. Yeah, like 
again with the third world countries anyone can deal with the third world countries it's 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 like what you said because china it's the huge economies right oh you mean like as far as economy is concerned okay okay so what you're saying at least you know before you could put sanctions you know convince other countries to do some sort of like like ban them from trading you know there's all kinds of actions you could have taken but now when the economy is as huge as china what what can you do China has money market. everywhere. Look at how much money they have in Africa. You know, they they're basically controlling Africa. Not yeah. basically, but it's it's getting to that point. Pretty much, Whereby, right? Yeah. China is also reaching into Hollywood now, right? Mm. They have like they're not reaching into Hollywood. It's like now they're one thing. Like Hollywood, like actually they talked about this in the same podcast with Joko Willink. Did you hear this part? Whereby American production studios do everything they can. To, to satisfy the Chinese market, yeah. right? To pander to the Chinese market, yeah. Yes, and Disney, the Chinese filmmakers make movies depicting America in such a negative light. Yep. And they don't pander to any Hollywood producers. There was a funny YouTube video that showed some of the biggest Chinese movies. On the bad guy side, the bad guy was always always a foreigner or had a fo- a bunch of foreigners on his team. Or or a navy seal or a navy seal. Oh, a navy seal! It's just like okay, every one of your blockbuster movies are like this. Okay, I, I you know, to be fair to them, it's a strong message. You know, the outsider, the outsider who's the enemy, the enemy at the gates. Yes. You know, it's a Actually, very, it's a very old, old. I agree with you. Idea. If we go back to the to the, I mean the eighties, the the nineties, maybe eighties, I would say eighties, seventies. In American movies, the bad guy was always the Viet Cong, you know, the Korean, you know, or whatever. You know, it's, it was always Mm-mm. someone else. And else. The American was always, you know, Rambo, Rambo. Pretty you know? much. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's so maybe this, now yeah. China is just doing the same thing, whereby the Chinese is the hero and the foreigner is the bad guy. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it's not really propaganda. Maybe it's just good storytelling. Maybe that's how the best stories are. That's that's what the best stories are made of. You know, hey. like, who are the good guys and the outsiders the bad guys? We know for a fact it promotes nationalism. People get does, riled does. up. They go like, yeah. "Hell yeah, look, go America!" Yeah. You know, or go China. They go crazy. Yeah. So, and maybe that's not bad thing. It's just the way. Maybe all countries should do that. If you want to pro- promote nationalism or even patriotism, maybe you have to make those movies whereby your people are the heroes and everyone else is like, "Hey." And for the longest of time, let's be fair. We can't take yeah. away China's history. China has been quote-unquote the sick man of asia <laughs> everyone used to walk all over china <laughs> no one even japan this tiny yeah. island used to disrespect china and yep. body them in wars you know mm-hmm. korea and like china china used to get bodied by japan so much mm-hmm. in so many wars and no one took them seriously no nope. one took them seriously at all yep so until chairman mao came in so the minute they finally like centralized some power mm. were able to accumulate some power they were like oh no no now it's our time now it's our time the americans need to sit back and just watch us you know and does it okay so this is what when i look at chinese chinese impact in africa it seems to me that china is always thinking like it's they're, like they're playing through the chess you know they are not looking to take everything right now they're giving you what you need you know it's like you're my f- like i come to you and i'm like hey jason i have this problem and you're like oh okay oscar don't worry about it. i'll take your that problem for you but next year or maybe 10 years from now i'll come back for a favor is that okay you know it's like that's how jenny's doing things pretty much pretty much pretty much <laughs> then they know they know if they do that to enough people they'll have so m- they'll have like so many people who owe them favors mm-hmm. when it comes to when it comes to like the, sh- the final showdown Mm-hmm. Or whoever the enemy is at, like the enemy is gonna be outnumbered, right? Okay. China will have everyone on their side. Like everyone owes them something. Yeah, but honestly, as a Kenyan, as a Kenyan, it's either America or it's China. Someone is gonna control us, right? Being uh, a third world country, we always have, we're always going to bend the knee to someone. So right now we're complaining. Oh, China is going, to, is taking over our ports. China is trying to control our economy. Hey, but it was somewhere else before China, and if it's not China, it's going to be someone else. It was America. So, America was the number one um, donor. Mm-hmm, US mm-hmm. was, I think, it was the largest international donor to Kenya. 
mm-hmm. for the longest time it was like especially like in 2012 from like 2007 onwards mm-hmm. bush era going into obama it was a, the usa was the number one in kenya this is something i am unclear of i don't know i am not sure about this so it seems to me as though when america offers you aid they try to influence your politics right or rather they want to influence the country's policies whether it's i'm not saying okay i'm going to use like uh gay rights right i'm i have nothing against gay rights go for it let's all have gay rights but i mean like kenya isn't our government isn't for gay rights but the american government if they are our number one funder for aid they will try to push us into giving people if giving homosexual people their rights right yep does china do the same thing does china influence policy i mean at least social policy in this way china i, I honestly don't know china's the loan shark they just give you the money and they just expect mm-hmm. you to pay it back when when it's, when it's due when the due date is up they just expect the favor to be paid back that's it so they're not doing any social any social work no social justice from china yep okay okay you know with america the, the whole philosophy of like bringing democracy increasing your way of doing it the american way because the american way is the right way you know <laughs> so the money comes with the with the teachings of the american way you know yeah. it's not just money money yeah they come with like oh you have to do it this in a certain way we expect it to be spent yeah. like this you know if you take their money and like buy weapons they'll get really mad for example right so that being said it's you gotta wait and see what happens so for people who don't so what, what was the tennis player's name again? Peng Shui? Peng Shui. Peng Shui. P-E-N-G. S-H-U-A-I. Thank you. She's apparently fine. Uh, yeah, everything is cool. Who is she? I don't the, know who she is. The Women's Tennis Association, WTA, are really pushing to make sure that she has a public appearance soon. And they're making a lot of noise. I mean, honestly, like this, this hurts me. This, this hurts me. Let me tell you why, Jason. Uh-huh. All of this, you know, women's tennis organization, all of this, this celebrities talking about we need to support Peng Shui. We need to, like, come on, man. It's one woman. It's one woman who, who was harassed by a politician. That's terrible. It's terrible she had to go through that. But you're going to ignore the hundreds of thousands of people being put in camps. Like we're gonna let's keep quiet about that, but let's focus on this one tennister. It's like honestly, hey. it's like oh, to be fair, to be fair, it's like if she died, it's fine, it's fine. She's just another statistic because that's the way it seems to be going with the Uyghur Muslim. It's like, hey, they, who knows what's happened to them? Just let's just ignore that. Hey, the Uyghurs. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that yeah, one it's, is just. Yeah, it's like why? Why does the world want me to care so much about about Peng Shui? Who is she? I didn't know this woman existed until last week. I almost didn't know she existed. I I think it's it's the consequence of the the fast news cycles. There's always something new happening, so the Uyghurs have been thrown back into the. No, but here's, unfortunately. here's the thing with the Uyghurs. It's not like it happened. It's that this this shit. What one hundred yen? Fuck! It's two hundred yen for me. Yeah, with the Uyghur Muslims, this stuff has been happening it is happening it's, it's still happening it's not yeah stopped. it's still happening yeah. yeah but it's like no one is talking about no no massive media corporation is bringing that up in the news right but peng nope. shui who vanished for a week and it has come out alive and well why are we talking about her she's fine let it go she's fine let's move on let's focus on something real you know what i mean it's like, i don't feel bad for her i really don't feel bad for her Look, I'm not gonna say that. I, I agree, for the most part. But I'm just like, this is the world that we live in now. You know, people sad, just move sad. on to the next story very quickly. Yeah. And of the course, Uyghurs... her, her misery is real. Whatever she went through with that politician, I'm not denying that. But honestly, it's it's not news. It's not news. Um, but similar it's to not... to her, th- yeah. there is not a good solution for the for the nope. Uyghurs, like predicaments. Nope. Yeah. nope. Nope. There isn't. China, for the most part, are all saying like, "Oh, you can't prove anything." All of our clips and stuff like that. Yeah, and if you come up with some clips, they'll just be like, "Oh, that's all fake news." It's, that's, it's all Photoshop and fake news. What are you gonna do? You're gonna uh, trespass into China and like, man, there's no way. 
The journalists have funny, really yeah. tried, and China just instantly deports them. Instantly. Yeah. If they if they even smell, like literally, they've even been people like on Vice who have been blacklisted, not for you actually know, picturing <laughs> anything with the Uyghurs, mm-hmm. but just for trying, just for them knowing that there's some sort of attempt somewhere. And then they they bug the rooms, and mm. have you watched that that documentary with that with that woman? There's Which a one? there's a one hour documentary on Vice YouTube, Vice News YouTube, the YouTube channel, and she gets followed the entire journey, fifty six minutes, like the whole Inside. entire documentary. Yeah, she stayed there for like three weeks or something like that, and mm-hmm. she interviewed a bunch of workers, the ones that have escaped, mm-hmm. and who are telling their story outside of China, and the mm-hmm. ones who are in China, and the way they talk about the way they've been treated by the Chinese government, man, it's just like it's Nazi Germany all over again. You know, here's the thing. I remember when I was when I was in high school, I think it was either high school or just before I got into high school. There was one kid who was a bully, and this kid was tough. He was tough. Actually, yeah, it was high school. This dude stole someone's thing. I don't remember what it was. Maybe a phone, some electronic. I don't think it was, or I don't know, a Walkman, whatever it was. He stole a dude's electronic device. Mm. And the dude knew this this bully took my stuff. Went to the bully and told the bully, hey, I know you're the one who took my stuff. Give it back to me. The bully looked at him in the face and said, I took it. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Can you believe? Can you believe that? It's... This, this, is chi- this is China. It's like, hey, yeah, yeah, we're doing it. What, what can you do? What can you, what can you do? What can you do? <laughs> China kind of knows that we know. But yeah, it's 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 one of those you know there's a funny there's a funny thumb of rule when it comes to murder cases. I think it's rule of thumb rule of thumb. Rule of thumb sorry, when it comes to murder cases, it's like people who have committed crimes and you can't like they're suspects. Mm-hmm. The rule of thumb is like if there's no body, there's no crime. Yep. yep. <laughs> the same yep. thing with China. It's like, hey, yep. do you have the evidence? No. Yep. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut the f up! That's basically what they're telling everyone. Do you have any evidence? Yeah, but there's some, but yeah, there's some Uyghurs who are complaining. No, no, that's just propaganda. Leave that's propaganda. Yeah, they were never Chinese citizens. They literally <laughs> go and delete the records. They were never Chinese citizens. What are you talking about? Oh man, oh, man. it's scary. It's scary. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so let's. This is how we're going to end this. We have no evidence to prove that anything China has done is, is wrong. That's, that's the truth. That's a lot that, of the times we don't. That. We don't. We yeah. really don't. Actually, so whatever we're saying here is nonsense. Legally, what we're saying is absolute nonsense. We know nothing. Chinese government has done nothing. There are no bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, no crime. Yep. So Chinese government do not come after us. We do not support you, but we have nothing against you because we can't prove any, anything that you have or haven't done. Don't, please don't come after us. <laughs> I know, but we're small fish. I don't think they'll mind us. <laughs> that's what everyone says and then we come out on twitter saying jason and i are perfectly fine we support the chinese <laughs> government we love china bro do you remember that thing with john cena do you, oh do you yeah john cena he did, did official uh, uh apology in mandarin yeah, it was that's so crazy bro. Oh, for the listeners who don't know this john cena was in the latest fast and furious movie and when he was giving us, when they were doing the, I guess the promos for a movie, like going for tours, public presentations. He said Hong he Kong. Said, was it Hong Kong? He said Taiwan, Taiwan. He Taiwan. said Taiwan is going to be the first Asian country to to watch the movie, you know? Or some, something along those lines. Taiwan and is not a, a country. Later, <laughs> a few days later, he does a public apology, speaking in perfect Mandarin, apologizing for the mistake in quotes that he made <laughs> like what the what? mistake that is for people who don't know taiwan <laughs> mentioning taiwan is a is like an independent country is super mm-hmm. offensive to chinese people yep i i don't want to say all chinese people but i'll say the chinese, let's say to the chinese government to the chinese government yep so man and jason just for that they were mm-hmm. threatening to ban that film <laughs> bro here's the thing jason I am one man. I am not as big as the Chinese government. I'm not even as big as John Cena. I am scared of the Chinese government. I of honestly course. am. So I'm going to apologize before they might come for me. Hey, Chinese government. Everything I said was nonsense, bro. 
don't take me seriously. I have a wife and a kid. That's <laughs> coming from Kenya. We know the world, you know, a lot of these governments are basically just mafias. So it's like, yep. Uh, yep. you're very lucky to live. We're very lucky to live in a place like Japan. You know, the rest of the world, people are living in, surrounded by governments that are basically a bunch of thugs in suits. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah, surprise. It's the same thing happens in Kenya, right? Like people vanish. Actually, do vanish. In yeah, Kenya. people vanish all the time. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's it's a wonder how we, all of our stuff isn't kicked down and we don't even disappear into the night. Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, I guess you're right. We are too small to be a concern to anyone. Yeah. Anyway, but going... one day, uh-huh. one day, one day, when we're the biggest podcast in the world, they might just look at our history, our podcast history, and say, "Oh, this guy said something about us." Can you imagine us apologizing <laughs> for things that we're saying right now in the future? Yeah. I... In Mandarin, in perfect Mandarin, Jason. <laughs> Whatever, man. Okay. Moving on. What's our yeah. main topic today, Oscar? Our main topic is the things that make us weak. The things that make us weak. And I think you and I, we are very prone to seek inspiration and motivation from people like Joko Willink, David Goggins, Joe Rogan. And even, you know, the great and powerful Jordan Peterson. Yep. But I think you and I also fail to you we fail to do the things that could make us strong. I think several times we go into the path that make we we fall into that path of things that do make us feel weak, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Things that disintegrate uh, us. Yes, yes. And if I look at myself, there's some like let's let me look at smoking for instance. I can't tell you how many times since I started smoking that I have said this is the last cigarette I'm going to smoke I can't count how many times I've said that yeah you know it's like it's actually easier for me to just say I'm just going to keep smoking I won't stop yeah but every time I see I'll stop then I do it I feel terrible about myself uh, have you been there Jason? 100% mm-hmm. but that's what what born, <laughs> major one is born I guess Hey, that one is a deep one. Have we ever talked about it? We've talked about it a lot of times. So we have, but we, we can go deep. We can go deep. It's one of those things that make us... Actually, I think this is the major thing that for you and I makes us weak, both emotionally, psychologically, and physically. It's porn, right? Yeah, it is. It's like this. It totally wrecks us. It totally wrecks us. There is no, like... Deep. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, it just, it tells you apart. It tells you apart. It does. It does. And then, I can't even get, begin to imagine what inner workings, like what, 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 what like, deeper effects it has on the way we view women and our relationships mm. to our partners. Well, I mean, I can honestly say it, it has, so I discovered, I have, I, 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 yeah. I have, I discovered, I didn't discover, I was introduced to porn when I was very young, I was 12. 12 yeah 11 or 12 and i remember the first time i saw porn it was in a in a cyber cafe in a public place and i couldn't believe what i saw you know i was mesmerized oh my god you know it's like i went i was supposed to go for a movie with a friend with two friends right a guy and a girl well actually we were 12 yeah we were 12 and this one the guy took us to a cyber cafe and he won't show us some things online and the first thing he just does just opens porn and he shows us you know like funny thing ah guys check this out <laughs> like we were laughing but i don't know why they were laughing but i was laughing i was just pretending to laugh to hide the excitement i felt for what i was actually seeing on screen you were like this shit is on point like i bro i went back home and i looked for that shit 100 yen jesus christ what's happening to me 200 yen for me today <laughs> <laughs> look i was good just double our trash bag it's all good Sorry for cancer, right? Sorry for cancer. It's all good. It's all so, good. Yeah. So I went back home and I looked for it, you know? I actually searched out actively. Mm. And it's like, it's been a day, more than a decade long of me going back, facing that initial high, you know? Yeah. I mean, to this day, I mean, I, I, I think I have, I might have a, more of a handle of it now, but there was a point in time when like, Porn was consuming my life, Jason, completely. Yep, there was definitely yeah. some dark, dark nights. <laughs> dark days, dark nights, dark, dark whenever, dark whenever. Everything was dark. Everything was dark. 
<laughs> and especially when you're, I think this is for us. I, I don't know. It's just an issue for so many young men that are faced. You know, I didn't. I I, I had a random a conversation with. I I once this is a happened like three months ago. I went out to two coworkers, and I just happened to talk with some other foreigners who were at the bar, and we stumbled upon the conversation of porn i'm not really sure how we did it but we did and everyone at the table agreed that porn was just horrible it was full of poison and everyone but, is are not these, even are these men are these men or all men women all men all men okay okay four of us uh-huh. and the eldest there was like 35 and the youngest there was like 22 and somehow it was just like and we're all from different places somehow we have all agreed like <laughs> then they're done that we all understood like this porn thing man it's like it, it's not good for our lives at all no 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 it's not it's not like i think i've seen this this meme several times like just watch porn it would make it would make you blind you know man, but it does it does make you go blind maybe not maybe not like biologically but you know, spiritually, emotionally, you know, do you it think, does make you blind. Do you think part of why there's such a huge pushback now, like with the no fam movement, is because of how extreme the porn has become? Like, if porn was just more moderate in nature and it never went out into the extreme fetishes, do you think people would be like the rate in which it would affect people's psychic would be less so people wouldn't be lashing out as mm. i think i don't think large. it's about how how extreme it has gone i think it's more the ease of access to porn well, here's that, the that thing you know if, yeah. if if porn was just regular old intercourse you know, no no gangbangs no no bestiality whatever whatever crazy stuff is out there if it was none of that it was just regular intercourse people will still be very excited to go and watch porn. You know why? Because I'm not having intercourse right now. But watching people have intercourse is pretty damn exciting. It is. Yeah, it's like, why would I go out? I mean, not why would I, but yes, actually, why would I spend time, money, you know, fear of rejection, going out to look for a girl to potentially have sex with when I can just click, type in the thing that excites me and come right now. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep, yep, yep. It's, just, it's, it's the ease of access. It's not about the, the extremes of porn. It's just about the ease of access. Especially if porn when... was behind... If Okay, let's say if porn was behind a paywall, a big paywall, let's say like... Like, 50, like okay, let's say $10 per video. Uh, I think we wouldn't have the Norfolk movement today. And you know what? Part of the... Mm-hmm. I think the most important part that you brought up there was ease of access is one mm-hmm. but the pain of rejection from an actual oh, real woman yes, that yes, I think drives yes. a lot of men yes. towards porn because like you said I, it's just so much easier to just because whether you want a, 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 deep, a deeper inner relationship actually that that's already hard as to establish in the first place if you're feeling lonely and you've been burnt one too many times Porn becomes like that sweeter fruit to you, to you, right? It looks sweeter and sweeter every day because of all those rejections yeah, that you've gotten. You know, I think this is something that people don't get enough, especially. Okay, I'm assuming, I'm assuming, men are re- tend to be rejected way more than women, right? I think that's a fact. I think most it's people know fact, that. Right? Yeah, yeah. So when men say we fear being rejected, maybe I assume, again an assumption, what a fact is that the average human may not understand why we are so frightened of being rejected. Because honestly, Jason, I I am terrified of rejection. And I'm a married man, right? I remember when I was trying to date, when I was like, you know, in university, it's like the thought of walking up to a girl and telling her, you know, whatever line I might have, giving her whatever line I might have, and imagine that she's going to say no or she's going to re- reject me. That was, it was, the fear I had for that, it's like, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. <laughs> if she says no, man, I'm just gonna die. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. So it's like, it's either I risk the fear of potential death, or I watch porn. Because people, <laughs> the, the the thing that you have to overcome is that that yeah. that that feeling that you get the horrible feeling of being rejected. Mm. It's basically 
at its core, the mm. woman is basically rejecting your genes and saying exactly. that exactly. your genes are not good enough. They are not compatible with mine. Are not compatible with mine, and maybe it shouldn't even be passed on to the next generation. Really. Yes. Yes, and you know, of, I can understand that biologically, but in that situation, I'm just feeling that emotionally. I'm feeling someone telling my my whole being, "You're not good enough." You know. Yep. That's for all men. Although the yeah. part that, that's part of why rejection hurts so much. Yeah. There's a part of it that's like, at you yourself, that person that you are right now in that you're in a core, mm-hmm. you're not worth it. And also, it also I think, the rise in you know. While Gender. exists, also it's also a consequence of social media. Let me let me explain this way. Also, we have I to think, talk about the dating apps too. Yes, yeah, but I think like here's the thing with with porn. Why porn is such a big thing today? Porn is, I think, all through history, men were just getting rejected left, right, and center, right? Yep. But you always came back to your sense of self worth because it's like this woman might reject me. But there are only a few other men in this in this village or wherever we are. Eventually, she's gonna say yes to me, you know. I mean, who else is she, is she gonna pick? The king? The king has a queen, you know. He doesn't need her. So it's like she can reject me today, but eventually she's gonna be mine. Or if she says no, I'm gonna go for a sister or anyone else, right? But today I get rejected, and these women going to the to the dating apps has hundreds of other men who are maybe physically more attractive than me. You know, they make more money than me. They are better than me in ways that I can never hope to be you know at least that's what I'm I, they, that's how I feel like when you look at, look at what they can offer the woman on paper yes. it's much more yes. whether it's yes. house so that, like shelter exactly, money exactly. for them to like play around maybe money for them to actually like do their own thing maybe go to education exactly. start a business you know so that Some rejection people, yeah it's no longer just biological it's like now it's like hey dude why would I stay with you when there's this NBA player who's who seems interested in who's who I can I can swipe 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 and find on Tinder, you know? Why should I settle for you? Why should I settle for you, Jason, who's only 185 centimeters when I would rather have a guy who's 190? Right? And who's right there? And we are, he's, he's literally a swipe away. Yep. <laughs> like, now as a man, your sense of self worth like I as Oscar, I'm not being compared to my neighbor, my brother. It's like I'm being compared to some to an Jeff Bezos, you know? Yep. Because how the how internet, <laughs> the internet and apps like Tinder have made our world smaller, yeah, and in tandem, yeah. that's made the dating world, our dating village, smaller too. Yep. And then we have Netflix and movies and all these things that give people an image of what the perfect relationship is, you know? Or the perfect man is like this way, the perfect woman is this way, you know? And it's like the more you watch that stuff, it's like you'll never, never, ever feel like you're enough. Because you just, it's the comparing. You'll just always yes, compare yourself exactly, to this thing. Exactly. And it's a standard that might not even make sense to begin. No, it's a it doesn't make thing. sense. But we do, you know, it's like, yeah, so that's why as men, we go back to porn. Because that's something that can't reject me. It's it very straightforward. It's very I simple. Back to what I need, you know? It's very simple and straightforward. Yeah. I'm coming here to jack off and pass my jeans if I'm not really passing anything I'm just passing cum you know <laughs> 20 30 minutes you're done and you're out right yeah yeah and you know you know going back to things making us feel weak you finish doing whatever it is you're doing and you fall into a pit of anxiety and a loss of self-worth no matter how bad you felt about yourself prior to watching porn or post rejection However, what you feel like after you jack off is much worse, you know, it's like, you're like there, you know, like, look at the mess you've made. And, you know, it's like your whole life flashes before your eyes and you're like, what the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> All men listening to this, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. Jack off when you, you know, just look at the mess and think, I'm a monster. You know, what's, what's wrong with me? Why do I keep doing this to myself? I think another thing. <laughs> Sorry, if you want to finish, just finish. Yeah, so there's a joke I had about uh, Louis C.K. after he had this this stint with the Me Too movement, right? Yeah. I, I don't know who said it. I don't. It was some comedian. Maybe it was Dave Chappelle. Actually, it was Dave Chappelle who said that he was talking about how 
why they will call Louis C.K. a monster because he jacked off in front of women. And he said, like, the, the least threatening thing, the least threatening yeah, thing for man is right after he comes, you know? <laughs> it's true. And that's how you are. You're like, you're pathetic. You know, in your bed or on your couch with the laptop in front of you, you know, with your mess on you, you're like, you feel pathetic about yourself. You're waiting because you are pathetic in that moment. Yeah, I know. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. Uh, okay, going back, um, we don't even have that much time, but I want to just touch on taking the easy way out. I think that's a, mm-hmm. another major problem. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't helped some of our more um, unhealthy habits, you know, like porn. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. when push comes to shove, we take the easy way out. I think yes, yes. The only times where I take the hard way or do the right thing mm-hmm. is when I know some things are like when something important is on the line. You know, mm-hmm. when I get pushed to like, oh, I can't make a mistake anymore. This is it. Mm-hmm. I will do the right thing. But a lot of times, it's like we live very long lives, right? For most of your life, it's just gonna be you no one's gonna force you to do anything mm-hmm. so there's no pressure on you there's never mm-hmm. gonna be that line pressure where it's like oh your life is on the line type thing you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that biological pressure you have to some find a way to exert it on yourself right true true i get that i get that that's why we, when you wake up in the morning it's like you don't want to fucking run oh 100 yet you don't want to run you don't want to mm-hmm. clean the house. You don't do any of this mm-hmm. stuff, right? But you have to put the pressure on yourself to get these things done, you know? Because if you don't, then you're never going to get anything done. And then you're never going to actually, like, grow or build any skills. And there's something I heard about uh, when you put yourself through physically strenuous situations, you awaken genes in yourself that were dormant. I think it was actually Jordan Peterson who said this. Who said this? And the mythological symbols behind this is that uh, the hero goes down into hell and rescues his father. Or uh, rescue, like in Pinocchio, rescue your father from the belly of the whale. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's one of those things. Like you, you can always, you always feel like you're weak until you do that thing that you previously thought to be impossible for you, right? Then you realize I can move a bit further, I can push a bit harder, right? And for me, the best example is it's always just going to be running. I never thought I could run. But, you know, here I am doing 10Ks. Like, when I start running, it's like, it's just I'm just going for 10K. I don't think about it. It's just going to be a 10K. Right? And there was a point in time when I didn't think that was possible for me. And now maybe doing a 20k doesn't seem like a crazy idea. Doing a full marathon doesn't seem so crazy, you know? It's, like what you said, it's amazing how quick we can get used to things. Even forget mm-hmm, exactly. what life was like before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with everything. Like, I, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but I used to, when I was a child, I was, I was overweight. Like, extremely. I was a round boy. I was round, Jason. And back then, when we had like PE class, I didn't want to run. I didn't want to play any basketball. I didn't want to play football, soccer for the Americans. I just wanted to be left alone. Right now, as I am, I can't imagine why I was so inactive. Like, why? Why? Right now, I, I seek out an opportunity to be physically active, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, yeah, so maybe those genes, those dormant genes, were awakened in me. Um, I remember reading, not reading, I was listening to the Manliness podcast, which is one mm-hmm. of the more popular podcasts on Spotify. And they said mm-hmm. something similar to, they had a, there was a, there was a sports psychologist mm-hmm. who said something similar to what you're saying. And mm-hmm. he encouraged people to do something difficult every day. Mm-hmm. And we already know this because our friend, David Goggins, that's his oh. advice. That's his oh, philosophy. Really. That's his motto right there. You gotta yep, do something yep. different every day. Yeah, just... And maybe uh, it, seems, it seems crazy, right? I mean, can you... I can I can imagine. As I was... If I was as inactive today as I was as a child, 
and I'm told, Oscar, you need to start running every day from today. It seems crazy. Like, no, that's not going to happen. That, it, you know, it's like you have to start small, right? Yeah. It's like the first step isn't going for 10K. The first step is maybe just, you know, doing some star jumps, you know? The first step is maybe just doing five push-ups in your in your bedroom. Maybe that's the first step for you. But eventually, you keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Like I honestly, this is how I started working out. I started working out, Jason, with two push-ups every day in my bedroom. That's how I I started working out. Literally, I remember my my brothers can tell you. Not my okay, one of my brothers can tell you because the other one was too young to, to recall anything. With two push-ups in my bedroom, and I told him I'm gonna do. Push two push-ups every day, and one day I'm going to get a six-pack. You know, we were kids. We were kids. We were in our teens, rather. And like now, I'm here. I'm 27, and I have my six-pack. Right? <laughs> It's a joke. It started with two push-ups in my bedroom. And that, I yeah, guess, so, that's that's the way we should be doing with everything. We start off exactly. small. Yeah. Then... Going from zero to 100 seems impossible, but from zero to one, it's very possible. And with that, what are your final thoughts, Oscar? My final thoughts are, yeah, go from zero to one. All progress starts with one step. I know it sounds, it's something we've had several times. It seems crazy, but it is true. And I guess we want our lives to go to head in a direction that is fitting for us. And weakness is not fitting for anyone. Yeah, you know, as we've heard from the great and powerful Jordan Peterson, man, this this is turning into the Jordan Peterson podcast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, no, he's a future guest. Yeah. Anyway, so as we as we have from Jordan Peterson, it's like you don't want to be a rabbit; you want to be a lion, right? Right. And like being a lion doesn't mean you're a bully. It doesn't mean you're pretending to be tough. It means you know how you know what's right and you do what's right. And being weak is you doing the wrong thing, and you know you're doing the wrong thing, but not doing anything to change that. We don't want to be big, Jason. I totally agree. And with that, it's time to end the episode. As <laughs> usual, thank you, Oscar, and thank you, listeners. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, listeners. Have a wonderful week, and we'll you'll yep. be sure to catch us us next week. Catch us on next week again with a brand new episode, and then in a few following weeks. Is it okay yes. if we say the date, Oscar? Nope, not yet, not yet. Not yet, not yet, not yet. But the every episode, the anniversary episode is coming up, so you guys just wait yep. for it. It's going to be an amazing mm-hmm. thing. I can't wait Happy for it. Neither can I. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening, and you'll catch us here no one next week for another episode of Dreams X Trash. And... Let's carry some magic, guys. And bye, bye, Oscar. Bye, bye, Jason. Hey, you. What time is it? You look pretty bored. First time we've got an episode. And the bus or train isn't where you're supposed to be yet. Here's an idea: open your browser, type in dreamsxtrash.com, and free yourself from the clothes of boredom. Up on that beautifully titillating website, you will find everything you need regarding dreamsxtrash. Our Instagram, our Facebook, our YouTube, our LinkedIn, our Twitter more and more content to free you from the clutches of boredom go ahead type it in go for a ride jason has some really interesting th- things up for you on youtube check it out you'll thank me later <laughs>